Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you in part by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And welcome to another edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, Donnie Blanchard. Hey, you traveling for Thanksgiving? Uh, not really. Just looking forward to it. I got to do, we never travel mm-hmm. until this year. We're going like six and a half hours each way. Oh, wow. Bless you. Over two and a half days. Wow. We're just going to do a drive-by, get something to eat, and come on back from West Virginia. <laughs> Road trip. Exactly. Well, if you want to know more about the Carolina Contractor Show, it's not just about traveling to relatives and mother-in-law's houses during Thanksgiving. It's about your house, the inside, the outside, up, down, from the roof to the crawl space. Maybe we'll talk about my crawl space today. And if you have a question about your house, go to the website. Let's start with that address first, thecarolinacontractor.com. We've got links to the Facebook page, and that's a great place to get in touch with us. So, again, if you have a question about your house, Donnie's uh, wheelhouse is roofs because he's with SureTop Roofing, but you can ask any question. We've done things about the aforementioned crawl spaces, outdoor grilling because Donnie's a genius at that, (laughs) the walls, the inside, the outside, thecarolinacontractor.com. You can submit the questions there. You can also find the YouTube page, and we have all sorts of information. Plus, if you missed any past episodes, you can go to thecarolinacontractor.com and mm-hmm. listen to them there through a podcast. Yeah. And speaking of past shows, you, you got some hate mail or something, uh, didn't you? No. Uh, we, because of the Carolina football uh, broadcast on several Saturdays in a row, we got bumped around. And so uh, because it was going to air so early in the morning, we just didn't bother to record. You know, a lot goes into this. It's turned into a second job. So. Yes. Um, we um, we just opted out until Carolina football slows down a little bit. So uh, a lady asked me why we had so many reruns on uh, another affiliate station, and uh, we just explained to her that we'd be back in, in a timely manner. But uh, I'm just kind of hoping that things don't get locked down again uh, because there's no such thing as a stay-at-home contractor. So uh, you know, just hearing hearing the whispers that uh, things may get locked back down with the increased COVID cases and. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. I just hope that that's not the case. Yeah, and I think that's a big problem with a lot of businesses is they don't right. want to go through this again because, as we know, right. many, especially restaurants and small independent businesses, right. have just closed shop. They're gone forever. That's it. So we can't afford to do it for two, three, four months. And right. we've heard different states do yeah. different amounts of time. But right. another lockdown, I'm with you. I don't think it's beneficial long term. Right. Something else I want to mention is sure. uh, we've gotten a lot of questions in and we haven't been able to get to everybody's questions. They've really been flowing since people are staying at home more. Right. And um, just a piece of advice. I say this all the time and I don't want to beat the dead horse, but uh, starting a house right now is just about the uh, worst timing you can have as far as uh, getting something out of the ground. And we always preach that you need to get a foundation out of the ground, at least uh, maybe dry it in through the framing before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If not, it's just worth it to wait until spring. And I uh, have a lot of folks that, because of interest rates, they're itching to get a house out of the ground right now. Yeah. And I just think that if you can get through the permitting process, bank paperwork, and everything like that, then go for it right now. But uh, I would advise to have all your subcontractors lined up and you know wait until spring. Just seems like it makes more sense. Lumber prices are still up. and. Right. Uh, 
we did a, a video show on uh, the logistics of material delivery and just what's driving the price increases recently. And I, I came across an interesting article that in 2018, we put a 20% tariff on Canadian lumber. So everything mm-hmm. coming out of the north got a pretty big tax hike. And uh, we didn't uh, – on our end of it, we didn't produce more to account for that. So right. you know, one of the things that, that's uh, attributed to this material shortage, of course, hurricanes, construction's mm-hmm. booming – and then the tariff for the lumber out of the north. So hopefully we can get all that worked out and get things back to normal. That said, I don't see any slowdowns in my area. So uh, thankful for that. Yeah, supply and demand, right? That's there. it. Good That's example it. of it. Also, if you need an HVAC unit in the near future, you think now is the time to get that? I do. Um, we're going to have an HVAC expert on in a week or so, and uh, he's just full of good information. But one thing that I'm hearing about, not necessarily just from him, but some of my inspector friends, is that they're making changes in the HVAC world. So because of coronavirus, uh, there, a couple of the things that they're advising for commercial buildings is that uh, they lower the fan speed or adjust the fan speed down mm-hmm. so that it's not circulating the air. For that to happen and the unit to still dehumidify, cool, or heat the air, it has to run longer cycles. So they're gotcha. advising businesses to keep their HVAC on all night and just let it cycle the the air out and, you know, uh, that will help out with air changes per hour. But if this comes into residential, it's not going to cost less. Mm-hmm. So if of they course. have to change the, the regulations and the inner workings of the heating and air, I just think that this might be the last year before some of that stuff comes into play and you can get a good heating and air system. I, it, my mind immediately went to what they did, the shower heads with the flow restrictors. Right. So, you know, air if, restriction <laughs> on um, the blowers. Right. System. Exactly. And I don't think it will uh, impact you as much as a, a slower shower, but at the same time, it's going to cost more. And I just feel like if you're almost there and you know that you've had your HVAC unit for 15 years, it may be time to get somebody out to look at it and just at least get a quote on a replacement. Very good. All right. We mentioned earlier about listening to past shows. Mm -hmm. Again, you can do that at thecarolinacontractor.com. But the last show we did, we were talking about energy use. And Mm -hmm. if, if Biden won the presidency, some of the proposals he had and the Green New Deal and, well, by all accounts, Biden's going to be the president, and some of those things could come mm-hmm. into a reality right. when you're talking about, like, the HVAC. What were some of the things you thought about were we highlighted in that show? Yeah, just to recap a few things, um, it was great for a conversation starter. We got so many emails that uh, that it, it generated a lot more uh, email back and forth than anything else ever has. And mm-hmm. so thought it was worthy to at least mention that show. But to recap it, I think we're barking up the wrong tree. You know, 60% of uh, energy usage is, is industrial. So with all these changes to residential, you can implement these successfully and it's still not going to solve the problem um, as a whole. But um, just on a personal note, I think that things are uh, products, the way we live, everything is intended to make our life easier. And exactly. so the way that people have been conditioned to live easier, uh, you know, net zero is, is work. Even though you build the house efficiently and it's incredibly insulated, you still have to monitor your energy consumption. Exactly. If you have more than just yourself in the house, you have to account for your partner. You have to account for children or, or whoever's in and out of that house. And uh, a wise man said there's no such thing as net zero houses, just, just net, net zero, zero people. people. Right, right. So um, a lot of the builders that we work with as uh, on the roofing side of things, you know, you hear this from a lot of the old school guys. They're just not willing to change right now. And they want to build the house as cheap as possible. And their heart is right in some cases because they pass that discount on to the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Hence, you know, lower price per square foot. Supposedly, everybody's happy in that uh, instance. But um, in all fairness, a, a lot has happened in the last 30 years. So I look back to 1990. Things like windows and insulation have just come so far that, uh, you know, if we were going to give this idea a chance, I think it would be dependent on 
how advanced battery technology is and how yeah. far solar has come in that. And just um, uh, if this can be pulled off in any way, shape, or form, I really feel like renewable energy is going to be the key. And I think on top of that, one of the ideas for this whole Green New Deal was retrofitting mm-hmm. houses. And as we discussed on that same show, retrofitting isn't a bad idea. Right. But it's it, it's not as economical, maybe, yep. as just starting from the ground up, almost saying, OK, from here on out, from the year 2022, right. every house that's built has to be built to these specifications right. because you'll get more bang for your buck, more energy savings than you will trying to spend literally hundreds of billions, if not over a trillion dollars, trying to retrofit right. an old house. Again, you can listen to that episode. Go to thecarolinacontractor.com. And I can't believe I'm not talking about the big elephant in the room. <laughs> you can start watching these shows right. because you got to show everybody without doing too much, Donnie, that that's not a green screen of a great backdrop no. behind you. That's the real deal. The real deal. And it's beautiful outside it is. today. So that's one of the advantages of being in the studio and filming these shows and you'll put those up on the uh, YouTube site as you get them edited. Yep, it'll be on YouTube. Of course, we're podcasted on Apple, Google, um, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. and uh, now we're on Amazon. So you can say, hey, Alexa, play the Carolina Contractor Show. And I think it works. We don't have Alexa, but I've been told it. it's okay. Cool. All right, today's subject we're going to talk about when you look out the window behind Donnie, you see the colored leaves, and it's very cold today, very cool uh, uh, fall weather as we move towards Thanksgiving is winterizing your house. And just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago, we were talking about um, HVAC systems of the future. That's one of the things you have to do every winter before you get started on anything else to worry about is the efficiency of your HVAC system. Exactly. We preach this, um, and I know that we've covered this several times, but one thing that's that's so important, and I made this list myself. This isn't anything I, I got off of Google or uh, just read up on. I just sat around for a few evenings, and I said, okay, what do I need to do first of all, and you know what would I advise everyone else to do secondly? But um, having your HVAC serviced at least twice a year is super important. You know, some companies charge around a hundred bucks just to come out and do that, uh, depending on the area you're in, or maybe you have two units. That cost could go up a little bit. But the reason this is so important is because uh, we talk about HVAC and roofing mm-hmm. are the two big ticket items for your house. They both wear out. Uh, where insulation is there forever, you know, these are. Uh, things that you will eventually have to replace. And we just advise that having a tech out, um, they can you know check all your refrigerant levels. They can uh, check your fans. They can make sure that all the electrical is working properly. And, you know, I can't uh, I can't can head off problems before. That's they become exactly a right. They, they can save you thousands of dollars. If you live in a house for 30 years and you only have to replace the heating and air one time and say that's 15, 20 grand for that. If you have uh, multiple units, it could be double that. But uh, I just feel like having someone out to service that equipment, make sure everything's up to snuff. Uh, more than anything, I mean, we talk about happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. See how that goes when it's 45 degrees in your house and uh, and, and you either have to go get a hotel or, you know, heating and air guys are always busy at the same time. So exactly. when it's really cold, it's hard to get them. When it's really hot, it's hard to get them. And, you know, just um, more than, than that even, it's just uh, it, it contributes to your comfort. So, And I'm going to give you an example, true story at our house, mm-hmm. of something that when you have your HVAC guy come out just to do a checkup, right. you can find that you had never thought of. Our dog was chewing on the 220 line. Ouch. So the 220 line going into the AC, it's it's insulated, and then it's covered with mm-hmm. a plastic sheath. Right. My dog had started chewing on it and gotten through. Not the insulation, just the plastic sheath. And he goes, yeah, this could be bad for two reasons, because when he makes it through, <laughs> right. you can short out your system, and your dog ain't going to be found. You're just going to find a puff of fur somewhere. Wow. So he re-taped uh, it up, and then mm-hmm. he put on a stronger 
a piece of plastic that the dog couldn't do. But again, mm -hmm. he came out for a service check and found a problem that yeah. we would have never noticed right. until it was probably too late. Um, another thing you can do for winter, and if you're not cool with going on your roof yourself, hire someone. Mm -hmm. But cleaning the leaves from your gutters and getting them away from your house, it's also a chance to look in your gutters for maybe a dark granular material that's ah, building up in there point. because that signifies what, Donnie? You may need a new roof yeah. or at least roof inspection. Yes, because when your roof starts to degrade, those little granular, mm -hmm. granular pieces of the uh, mm -hmm. shingle start moving down with the water and they'll sit in your gutter and they don't usually wash out because mm -hmm. they're heavy enough. Um, another thing, and no one ever does this, how important is it closing the foundation vents around your house? Uh, super important, and it, it's debatable. So if you read up on this, you know it's split about 50-50, but there are a lot of people, and I probably lean towards this, is uh, a lot of people say you should close your foundation vents year-round. Having moisture uh, under your house is not a good thing. So in the summer, you know the hot, humid air gets under there, and um, when you consider things like the stack effect, when we mention the stack effect – we're usually talking about an attic space so that mm -hmm. the uh, air enters in through the soffit. Stack effect causes it to rise towards the ridge vent, and that's how heat escapes through passive ventilation. Mm -hmm. But um, the same thing happens. If you're if air from the outside can get under your house, that air eventually will make its way up through your house. So if you don't have a vapor barrier, most people do now, but um, if you don't have that vapor barrier, you said you installed that at your house. Yeah, we're going to go into that in yeah. just a second. Yeah. Finish your thought. But um, the vapor barrier, uh, if you don't have the vapor barrier and you do have moisture under your house, it's going to – Make its way up, and, and this used to not be a big deal because things were under-insulated, and now that things are uh, insulated so much better, you know, once that uh, moisture. High, uh, moisture or, or uh, bad air can get into your house, you know, it really contributes to your indoor air quality because your heating and air unit is going to cycle that, and, of course, it has to work harder to de dehumidify that air, and it's just a, a big can of worms that you don't want to open. So maybe, in your opinion then, if you have mm -hmm. any moisture – in your crawl space, just go ahead and keep those vents closed 24-7, uh, yeah, 365? We have something I'm going to cover in terms of the the, re, the cheap remodel things okay. uh, coming up that I'm going to address that on. But condition crawl space all the way. You know, they're about ten grand to do it. But um, if it extends the life of your uh, air handler and it just uh, contributes to your insulation, your comfort, your mm -hmm. air quality, I just think it's a no-brainer. All right. What I want to talk about is we had the remnants of that hurricane that went through mm -hmm. last week. Um, I live in Wilson, and the Wilson Rocky Mount area got between six and nine inches of rain. Mm -hmm. So I walk outside that Thursday afternoon and notice to get into my crawl space, it's about a half foot drop down mm -hmm. where the door is. Right. And that little one foot by two foot opening is full of water. Oh. Now, my initial thought was it must have poured over the gutter. It couldn't hold it. So I took a one gallon bucket. Did like five or six tosses. Mm -hmm. Nope, doesn't make a difference. So I luckily I had a sump pump. Ooh, so I yeah. threw that in and started doing that. And I didn't open the door because first I was kind of scared to open the mm -hmm. door. You didn't want to see it, but I didn't know what would come out. So I just let it do that. After a couple hours, it dropped down. I open it and I see moisture, pools of water in my crawl space. Well, I knew it didn't come in through the vents. Right. I knew it didn't come in from sheeting on the wall or mm -hmm. the side. So I realized it's the water table. We already had saturated ground. Throw a half a foot of rain on top of that, yeah. it rises up. But as you mentioned, I had vapor barrier put in earlier this summer. Mm -hmm. Well, that's got to come out yeah. because it's not going to fully dry. That's right. And then it's the discussion, which I've got to find out what we're going to do. The options are that's kind of a very rare thing that happened. Mm -hmm. It probably won't happen again. Put more vapor barrier down, start over. Right. Or 
dig down and put in a sump pump mm -hmm. and have it set on an automated with a manual override. So if I ever in a storm walked out and mm -hmm. saw the first sign of it, it would fire up or I could even manually turn it on and let it drain it out. Gotcha. But it does show you, you can have a dry crawl space mm -hmm. for year for me, 20 years at the house, right? Nothing. And then one storm, we've gone through hurricanes and everything, one storm. Mm -hmm. And I got four or five inches of water in there. That happens a lot in new construction. I see a lot of times when people build in the wrong time of the year, like we just mentioned, uh, basically the, they'll get the foundation in and they'll just get washed out with rain for a month or so. And the crawl space uh, gets completely saturated and then they frame the floor system right on top of that. So it never sees the light of day. And say it's three months later, you're moving into late spring and trying to close the house out. I've went under houses before and it's still wet after that length mm. of time because you haven't had any heat. Haven't had much airflow and, and no sunlight. So, and, and let's stress, there are plenty of foundation companies. I know if you have a termite company, mm -hmm. they'll crawl under your house. Have someone go under your house just for the peace of mind mm -hmm. because they might say, no, nah, your house is fine. Now, one of the good things about it is none of my plumbing, no uh, vent systems, nothing. The water didn't rise up enough to touch anything. Good. But that does lead to under the house, you can see all the plumbing mm -hmm. and things like that. And for winterizing your house, that's one of the things you need to take care of, which yep. is insulating. Is that yep. something the average person can do or would um, you recommend calling in someone? Insulation companies, they can buy the insulation so much cheaper mm -hmm. than the average guy. And uh, usually the labor is about the same thing as what you could buy it for. Okay. So, you know, you may pay a couple hundred dollars extra, but to get under a house and to make sure it's done right and to have all everything in uh, in the proper place uh, to be code compliant, I would totally hire an in insulation contractor because it's not easy work. It's not pretty at all. Now, does that include the uh, drain pipes, the PVC? Would you have to wrap those? Oh, no. Um, Only it, pressurized? Yeah, basically pressurized and okay. co copper is susceptible. A couple times that I've, I've had issues uh, through the coldest part of winter is when a copper pipe would run uh, along the bottom side of a floor system and where it turns up to go to the fixture, you know, a toilet's usually mounted against the wall. So right. uh, where those copper lines go up um, uh, through there, oftentimes there will be a foundation vent because the brick mason and the plumber don't talk during the construction process to they plan this do out. They like each other. And um, so, you know, I've seen copper pipes freeze when they're close to those foundation vents. And when we get to my recommendation for the foundation vents, of course, that would solve everything. But, yeah, uh, going under your crawl space, and if you have crawl space work done, you know, an electrician or you have any other electrical work done, uh, one thing that we started to do is we advise people to string up lights or, or to tie lights in. Usually when you go into your crawl space, you You're flip one switch light. or you flip one switch and you got a bulb right there at yeah. the door. And um, it, it, it's really uh, minimal effort to to it's minimal effort to wire up. Um, more lights through there and an LED bulb. If you're going to see yeah. your crawl space twice a year, you know, it'll never wear out. So do Christmas lights. So when you have someone to go do repair <laughs> in the middle of June, they hit the light switch and it, as a matter of fact, hook up music to yeah. it. Hey, um, drive crazy. I had a thought when you were talking about cleaning out the gutters and you yeah. mentioned if there's asphalt granules. A lot of people are confused about what those are. Um, the asphalt granules are basically just the color and, uh, the manufacturer describes them as a sunscreen. The real roofing is the fiberglass mat underneath, and that's what keeps the water out. So I tell folks, if you're looking at your roof from the ground and it, it has uh, almost like a sparkle to it or a twinkle, mm -hmm. what you're seeing is that that fiberglass and the sun is making it uh, shine. So, oh. yeah, it's so uh, you're definitely past due if you see that. If you see the fiberglass, it's time to give me a call. Call SureTop Roofing or visit <laughs> their website, SureTopRoofing.com. And then again, Donnie and his staff, their estimates are free, and you get to see a drone in some cases, which yep. is kind of cool. And this is the Carolina Contractor Show. We're talking about things you can do to winterize your house. And one more thing I want to talk about 
is weather stripping. Mm-hmm. So we got French doors put in the back of our house, mm-hmm. and it has the weather stripping line outside that was built into the door. We have three cats um, mm-hmm. because I have a wife and two daughters, so they each get one. They shredded from about 18 inches yeah. down, right? and it's not easy to replace on that one. Right. But the second we got this cold snap the other day, you feel that air coming through, and it's mm-hmm. me off to Lowe's going, okay, I need to get yeah. a special piece. But weather stripping is a cheap Easy DIY, DIY. Yep. system you can do. Give examples why it's so important. Um, well, we always talk about convective and conductive heat transfer. So Warning, the, uh, science. <laughs> the, uh, the, the heat transfer that takes place is usually around windows, and windows are vulnerable because they're only in R3. But a lot of times if you can feel a draft in your house, it's because um, the windows weren't properly insulated. You've got the casing around the windows, so it's not easy to get to the, the perimeter. But a lot of times you can solve that by just caulking the casing and keeping the air from being able to push through, you're, you're, there's constant pressure on your house. And a lot of people just live with the draft. But right. uh, when your return kicks on, you know, it's pulling air from the place of least resistance, which is usually under that door or around that window. So it's mm-hmm. constantly pulling air from the outside in, making your unit work harder. Uh, your house isn't as comfortable. A lot of times in older houses, they'll have a room that they call the cold room. Yeah. And they never hang out in the cold room. And Mother-in-law it's, room. Yeah. Right. It's, it's because the uh, the room is just just terribly insulated. Um, the heating and air guru we're going to have on in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of work. He's going total Carolina contractor on his house. Everything. I mean, new windows, conditioned crawl space. We're doing just a full blown remodel and um, and then insulating everywhere we possibly can. But uh, we instead of replacing his windows with replacement windows, we did something that's available called a sash replacement kit. Okay. And a sash replacement kit. Uh, the advantage to that is. Uh, you basically use the window frame that's there, and the windows are, are top-notch windows. They're, they're pretty expensive, um, but about the same as a replacement window. And the okay. thing to take into consideration is when you do a replacement window, you have to account for the frame right. as well as the frame of the sash. Mm-hmm. So you actually close your square inch of glass space down where the uh, sash replacement kit, that's not the, the case at all. So you, you maintain as much glass as you had before, sometimes more depending on the window style, but the cool thing is um, they're, they're insulated right out of the pack. So when you put the runners in for the sashes to attach to, the runners basically have um, uh, compression insulation there. And the purpose for that is when you put the tracks in and you actually install the sashes in the tracks, that compressed insulation is constantly pushing against the side of the window. So it keeps it in there tight. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'll tell you, it made a huge difference. Um, uh, Josh is his name, and he he called me the next morning, and he said our house was – a lot colder than this last year, but from day one, it made a big difference on the uh, indoor air temperature. That's great information. Yep. Now, those are some winterizing things. And, man, we got so much stuff packed, trying to pack in the show. we got like yeah. half a dozen minutes. But right. we also want to talk about, aside from winterizing, we want to talk about a couple moves mm-hmm. you can make in the winter of remodels. What are yep. some of the ones you recommend doing? Um, the list I made, and this one, this is something we hammer home all the time, but um, blown-in insulation in your attic. You know, stick your head in your attic if you don't have – very much uh, insulation or say the insulation is only as tall as the ceiling joist, it should be about 15 inches of insulation. And mm-hmm. uh, building code currently is an R38, so that's right at 13, 15 inches. And um, you call an insulation contractor out, it doesn't cost very much more to bump that up to an R44. Uh, like I said, insulation is permanent. It doesn't have any working parts, and so right. it just pays to over-insulate if you can do that. Um, that said, um, a pull-down stair is usually a vulnerable point. So in an older house, we, we sometimes call that an attic 
Yeah, right. Pull down the attic pull down. Sorry. Yeah, hot water heater. There you yeah, go. Exactly. It's a water <laughs> heater. But let's, let's not get digress on that stuff. Nice. So you got your attic yeah. your, with your pull down. Right. Well, so in a lot of times with an old home, you know, they would have a hallway, which was the only place you could really fit a pull down stair and have right. a clear space for the stair to drop. Well, if you look down from that, there's usually the thermostat, and underneath that is the return. So when that return kicks on, it's pulling air from the point of least resistance, which is usually right out of that attic. And uh, if you don't understand building science, it's just something that you learn to live with. But it's definitely an easy thing. Like you mentioned, weather stripping is totally DIY, uh, cheap, you know, retrofitting a pull-down stair, which is usually about a three-eighths or a quarter-inch piece of plywood. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's no insulation value hardly at all. Uh, basically, with weather stripping, uh, rigid foam insulation, a tube of caulk, you can do wonders. And if you go that far with it, you can also buy something online called an attic tent. And they're, yes. you know, 100 200 bucks. But an attic tent will sit right over that pull down stairs and it will um, basically be the insulation for that vulnerable point where you have a mm-hmm. protrusion from the heated space to the, the attic space. And as I've mentioned before, my wife and I um, 15 years ago made our own mm-hmm. version of an attic tent before we even right. knew there's such a thing. Because a lot of people walk through your house, go to your attic yeah. and see how close your return vent is. Ours was approximately three feet uh-huh. from the attic. So, again, the point Donnie is making is. The air is seeping out of your attic. That return vent says, oh, thank right. you for this in the winter, cold air, or in the <laughs> summer, this hot air, and your right. system has to work harder. Um, we talked about uh, windows mm-hmm. when we're talking about insulation, the importance mm-hmm. of windows. Now, crawl space, we talked about that too. Both of those have kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. being sealed. Anything yep. else about those two items? Um, you could – have a water alarm installed in, in your crawl space. If you have copper pipes, that might be a cheap thing to do uh, just for, for insurance purposes. And, you know, if you're, you're never in your crawl space, especially if the temperature outside isn't ideal. So right. if you have a, a leak, uh, a pipe burst is going to tell on itself pretty quick. But just a leak in your crawl space is one of those things that could go on for a long time. And you never know it unless you're on city water and you see an increase in your bill or something. But and by then, that's a right. month out. Yeah. And, um, Another note on the uh, pull down stairs before we jump off of that. Sure. Um, a lot of, <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> a lot of people um, uh, just swap the whole thing out. You know, a carpet, they're about $500 for the good ones, but uh, the one we have in my personal home is made by Marwin, M A R W I N, and it's called a Thermoblock. And I did this 10 years ago, but um, the ones that are available now have almost double the R value of what was available 10 years ago. And Thermoblock is with just a C on the end. It's no CK. But if you want to look that up online and find out what uh, local hardware store may have those available, uh, I'd say $200 for a carpenter and then maybe 500 for the door, and you don't have to worry with any of that retrofit business. Yes, we upgraded to one and had somebody else install a new mm-hmm. attic and, and pull downstairs, yep. as you like call it. And it uh, made a big difference right off the bat. But that was something I could have probably done. Yeah. Didn't want to get involved. Right. It was much easier to let someone knock it out in a day. And yeah. I went to work instead. They, ha- they have five-inch treads as well. So you know, if you walk up a pull-down stair, it's usually an uncomfortable walk up there because mm-hmm. the treads are so thin. Right. Uh, these, I, think, I want to say about a five-and-a-half-inch tread is what it has. So well, taking like the Christmas stairs. decor. Yeah, right. No, I have a son bring the Christmas day court down. <laughs> All right, we got a few minutes left, so we want yep. to burn th- through some questions because we haven't done some in a while. If you have a question for Donnie, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. There's a little button there called Ask the Contractor. Go ahead and fill out your question and a contact number or some contact information. Donnie will try to answer your question. We like to take some of them and answer them on the air. So we're going to start off with this one that was sent to Donnie. We recently replaced our roof, and the roofer cut in ridge vents on both buildings. Now we have debris in the attic spaces of the houses and garage. Was cutting the ridge vent the wrong thing to do? Well, the roofer didn't ask the homeowner, so he just did it, and he thought Oops. he was doing the right thing. And um, 
believe it or not, roofing doesn't sound glamorous, but there is a little bit of science to it. And uh, the manufacturers all say that if you, you you must have a ridge vent, and they say that the attic has to be ventilated, and they should probably put the next sentence as if it doesn't have gable vents. So this particular house had gable vents, which are in the triangular areas of your uh, elevations. When you pull up to the house, you usually see a vent right at the top of that triangle. And before ridge vents were readily available or as good as they are now, this was the only way people could vent their attic out. And mm. so what happens is uh, the manufacturers say that uh, you have to uh, – it's either or. It's not both and. You can't have a ridge vent and the oh. gable vents. Right. So what it does is kind of create a vacuum. So a ridge vent is supposed to pull air in through the soffit and let it exhaust out of the ridge vent. When you have the gable vents up high like that, the gable vents uh, square inch-wise are so much larger than the ridge vents – what happens is the air goes out the gables instead of the ridges, and it sucks air in from the place of least resistance, and that happens to be the ridge vent right there. So pollen season, it'll cover everything in your attic in pollen. Mm. It does the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do. So uh, he didn't do the wrong thing, but what you do in that case is go in the attic if you have access to it and put a piece of plywood on the back side of those gable vents and problem solved. All right. Or just call SureTop Roofing or go. visit SureTopRoofing.com instead. Second question. We had a metal roof installed a few years ago, and the screws are backing out. Any idea what might be going on? Yeah, we see this once a blue moon. And uh, if it were December, my kids would say the elf on the shelf did it. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're evil. <laughs> we're the, not there The elf yet. on the shelf, not yeah. your kids. They're a lot of work, too, man. Um, <laughs> the um, But what happens is when the seasons change, you know, uh, plywood shrinks and swells. So what that metal is usually screwed into uh, being the roof sheathing it's going to move a little bit. And so as the uh, seasons change, it gets hot to cold or cold to hot. You know, those screws, it just works them out little by little. So after three or four years, you know, you've got an inch gap underneath the uh, the, the screw. And, and this is only for exposed fastener. It doesn't apply to the concealed fastener standing seam systems because all the screws are underneath the metal. But on an exposed fastener system, this can happen. And uh, just depending on uh, the attic space, a lot of times not being ventilated properly. I saw one instance, and, and I can never prove if this was really the case, but um, had had someone with a lot of moisture in their attic, and this is because their attic was poorly ventilated. They actually had a, two bath fans that were going into the attic and just mm-hmm. and just blowing the moist air from the bathroom constantly. And so, what happened was the uh, on, during the cold months, uh, the basically the the screws would get the moisture on the bottom of the uh, the screw threads, and and it would freeze. And yeah. and and when it would freeze and thaw, freeze and thaw through that cycle, it was causing those screws just to turn ever so slightly. And uh, you know, after they turned just just very uh, very minor amount over and over and over, caused the screw to back out. And the way we figured that out is it's only in the areas where the moisture is being introduced into the attic. So it was happening mm. right over both bathrooms. Well, there you go. Or it could be a poltergeist. <laughs> hey, we've got time. One more question sure. here. What is the difference in a standing seam and a screw-down metal? Yeah, I grouped these together. Uh, standing seam is what you see. It's more expensive version, probably about three times more on the cost, but uh, standing seam far superior. Usually the Valspar or the Kynar paint finishes are what go on the standing seam. Right. Uh, it's much more thicker. It's 24 gauge where the exposed fastener is only 29 um, exposed fastener is sometimes labeled as ag panel because it's common to see on barns or just agricultural uses. Uh-huh. Uh, but people have started putting it on houses because it's so darn cheap. I'm not a big fan. Uh, the paint warranty uh, for the exposed fastener is, I want to say, 10 or 15 years, but it's a siliconized polyester paint where the other with the Valspar or the Kynar finish is about a 40-year warranty. Oh. And uh, basically, if you maintain it, it's a forever roof. And uh, like I mentioned in the last question, with a standing seam, it's a concealed fastener system, so all the screws are underneath the metal, and there's really nowhere it can possibly leak. It is 
uh, I would say the very top of the line roof. But um, that said, uh, shingles spent a lot of years chasing metal in terms of warranty. Right. And uh, used to have a 30 year shingle, but now the shingle manufacturers have figured out how to uh, make the shingles so good that we have 50 year warranties in place. So shingles are a third or sometimes a fourth of the cost, depending on if the house is cut up and they have 10 years more of warranty. So in terms of bang for the buck, Shingles are the way to go. And for more bang of the buck, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. We didn't get to all the questions. We will next week. We'll be yep. back at our normal time. And also, if you have a question for Donnie about something that isn't related to your shingles, thecarolinacontractor.com. And if you need help with your roof, definitely contact SureTopRoofing.com. Donnie's staff will come out there. Estimates are free. Is this a good time of year to come out looking at it before we get into the really cold weather? That's right. It is. And if nothing else, just to make sure you're good through the winter and um, maybe for budgetary purposes, planning on a, a spring install, it's a good time to go ahead and get your ducks in a row. Yes. And if you want to look at the, the YouTube video, if it's up yet, uh, look at that back ground view we have it's it's all high tech here we appreciate you tuning in again if you have any questions or you just want to learn more about the show the website is the place to start the carolinacontractor.com and if you have a question about your roof visit suretoproofing.com they'll come out look at it give you an estimate maybe you don't need any work maybe you do maybe you need a new roof or just a fix but the best thing donnie can say is what your roof looks great call me next year all right fist pump to the camera Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show, presented by SureTop Roofing. Learn more and submit your questions at thecarolinacontractor.com. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered.